Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationship with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Table and Well podcast. Please feel free to download and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you would like to watch this podcast, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at Table and Well Co. So this is episode six of Stories from the Table, and we are just continually floored and in awe of what people are saying about the table um, and how it's affecting their lives at the table and how they're carrying it on with them when they leave our table. Um, Again, this has just been something the Lord asked us to do very simply. He said, you set the table, I'll do the rest. And it has been incredible what we've seen happen. So in this episode, we're going to be continuing our conversation with Jason and Victoria and talk a little bit more about um, what it looks like to create home in your own heart in such a way that you're able to hold someone's story and hold space for them, no matter how they come to the table. Um, and hear a little bit more about how the table curates safety, belonging, identity, and transformation. So I'm going to get out of the way and let you guys listen to this second part of Stories from the Table with Jason and Victoria. You know, there's care attached yeah. and a desire to know. Brene Brown, if I remember right, in her book, Atlas of the Heart, talks about uh, the difference or the contrast between interest and curiosity. Mm. And we could be interested in the left side of our brain and just want to get data information about someone for who knows what reason. Mm -hmm. And there isn't much of a vulnerability of that self-disclosure. But because all of our hearts are on the table at the table, that gentleness is so is so vital. And then when it's even a little bit heavier, I like to use the word I've heard recently, compassionate curiosity. Mm. And so the general curiosity is bringing us so far, but if it's really deep and a little bit of whoa, what, what was that about? Um, there's yeah. some compassionate curiosity that goes on really with it maybe a little bit more heart holding again, yeah. a little bit more curious yeah. questions yeah. so that there's compassion over this part of the story that you know, could have some holes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the beautiful. word tender comes to mind, like yeah. a tender curiosity. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to handle yeah. this with, with a gentleness yes. and, a, and a compassion of this can be painful. Yeah. But for for... Even for you, like I'm even doing this for you to help yeah. you know your story better. It's not for my benefit right. here, but yeah. and for you and for us. I think there's so mm-hmm. much beauty that happens at the table when we share appreciation and curiosity together. Because even just as the observer, yeah. Miranda talked um, in the last podcast a lot about just like you do a lot more listening than you do talking. Yeah. And there's so much that happens mm-hmm. even just watching that type of exchange mm-hmm. of someone sharing an appreciation or sharing a a check-in that's maybe heavy and then Mm -hmm. watching someone else be curious about it. I've learned so much in that way of how to do a dance, like learning dance steps with people that are so kind and so tender and so uh, compassionate, as you said, that it's a huge gift and and you don't even have to be doing anything. It's just like playing out before you. And it's so beautiful. No, I'll I'll just briefly say the beauty at the table for me is there is no embroiling of debate 
about mm, politics, yeah. theology, who's right, who's wrong. Uh-huh. And a lot of my Christian life was in those theological fight clubs. But instead, <laughs> um, it's the word I'll use later, maybe connection for what okay. the table is to me when you ask me. I'll just say this, to, quote the, to quote the poet Rumi, Rumi says, beyond right or wrong, I'll meet you in the, in the field and to connect there something like that wow. mm. so beyond being right or yeah. wrong there's a field behind i'll be waiting for you wow and i feel like mm. the table is that place yeah beyond this or that and me having to prove my point and this and that yeah i'm gonna put my heart on the table and just connect with you in the field of the lord mm. that he's put before us that's so good that's really good um i was actually we were talking about table training yesterday and talking about just that yeah part of learning how to facilitate is to not let right or wrong be the most important thing. It actually is the least important thing yes, say it because again. The, yes. the scariest thing about the table that we know we're going to, and that people have asked us and that as we do mm-hmm. trainings, it's like, but what if somebody says something that's not true or is it <laughs> theologically based or, or yeah. yeah. What do we do then? And, and the answer is hold space, hold space, yes. hold space because if, if we do let it become about right or wrong, we will miss each other entirely. Mm-hmm. And this might be my own personal theology, but I think a lot of us are going to learn a lot of things when we get to the other side of this veil mm-hmm. that we thought we swore were true. <laughs> yes. And then we're all going to be like, oh, oh. yeah, no. Yeah. And so so we lose one another when we start yeah. to make those things the most right. important thing. And, and we have had people at the table that have said things and we're just like, mm-hmm. no. Okay. But we just okay. let it sit because yeah. it's not the most important thing here. The most important thing is you. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. The most and important, us. yes, and, and relationship. present with one yes. another and holding yeah. space for one another. Yeah. Because if we start to like pick, you're right, we'll begin to pick fights and then it's mm-hmm. over. And the safety leaves. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. there's no safety. And mm-hmm. then, then people are starting to develop their own um, responses yes. and arguments because it becomes the space mm-hmm. that... That's the one thing That's I really love about good. the table is it is a, a community of practice in that we are so used to listening with the intent to figure out a response and have yeah. a response. And yeah. the table removes that opportunity. Yeah, so you're training, you're training to wow. listen really good. and truly listen because yeah. you're not going to have a chance to have an immediate response. Yeah, you can ha- you can be curious, right. but a curiosity is also not the same as a, res- right. a response as we usually know yeah. it to be. Right, and so we're being talk about building mm, a really new good. you know neural pathway right, right in our brains because our brains want to mm. go. Oh, I have something for that. Oh, that word reminded me of this, and I have yeah. a story. And, yeah, and that's how most of the interactions I have mm. with people, and it can be really hard because then I don't feel seen, I don't feel heard, yes. I don't feel it's truly relational, mm-hmm. right? right? Yep. Yeah. Because you didn't really hear me, you didn't yeah. really listen, you listened to respond. Yes, yeah. whereas mm-hmm. the table, you're mm-hmm. listening to hearts, yeah, and we're learning to hold hearts. hearts. And then we're really learning good. to attune yeah. to hearts because it's not about what it evoked in me. Yeah. It's about it's about what that person is sharing and mm-hmm. how can I hold space for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so and good. when you offer, like if it's a heavier check-in and you offer, mm-hmm. you know, can we just be with you? Do you need prayer? Do you want us to listen to Jesus? Mm-hmm. When you offer those things, it's not about what I can do for you. Yeah. It's about what that person needs and how we can best hold space for them. Yeah. And that is mm. undoing decades <laughs> and, no. and, you know, so, millennium so worth yeah. of, of, 
of training that it's just been built into us. Yeah. yeah, it's we say all the time that, you know, one of the things that we that we try to help teach and the things that we do is how do you keep relationship bigger than whatever the problem or issue is? Mm-hmm. And I guess I've never thought about it in that context of the table where really it's a practice in that. Mm-hmm. Every time we come together, it's if it's something that maybe rubs you the wrong way or something that you don't necessarily agree with, the the practice in that whole thing is keeping the relationship with you bigger than the issue that I have just taken on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And how do we stay in relationship in this moment that benefits us, benefits the table as a whole and benefits just our relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and know? the value of who you are. I think yeah. a lot of times, well, that's I think the table too. is huge and building value in people mm-hmm. because you have a whole table of people that is leaned into seeing you, leaned yeah. into valuing what you're saying, leaned yes. into not proving you right or wrong or mm-hmm. any of that, but just what is, is. Because mm-hmm. your heart right now in this moment is what it is. Yeah. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Who am I to decide? Yeah. I'm just here to be present and to witness that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I think that yeah. is what's so beautiful. And you walk away with a different value as a human mm-hmm. outside of that experience. And I think that's so much of what Jesus yes. did when he was here. Yes. Um, we've been talking lately, and I'm like, I am thoroughly convinced that if if the Lord wanted to redeem us in a different mm-hmm. way, he could have taken us home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> out of here. he could have just like said, you know, we're done, we're good. But he didn't. He came to be no. present in this human experience with us. That was mm-hmm. the whole point, to be Emmanuel. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow we lost that along the right. way, and we create all this theology around like, not being here, yeah, you know, and trying That's to good. live in a different realm that isn't here. And if that was the goal, then he would have done that. But he didn't. He came and was flesh and he dwelt among us. And so a lot of the practice that we do at the table is learning how to do what Jesus did, which is be flesh and dwell among yes. one another, yeah. you know, just so in the goodness. real of everyday life. Because we can't, we can't theology away hmm. as hard as we have tried. <laughs> why people die, why people are sick, why there's pain, you know, and we want to so bad. And, and what it does is it, it wipes away people's experience and their real everyday life because they go home to their houses inside and that those feelings and those experiences are still there and they go dismissed Yes, Mm -hmm. and they can't be dismissed. That's part of life. Yeah, and what we do. So, so good. And Jesus yeah. does that at the, at the table mm-hmm. through the faces and the voices yes. that are um, are seen and heard and, and felt. Um, I like what, this conversation because the way I describe it is uh, Jesus showed us how to be present, how to mm-hmm. be incarnate, and presence is the foundation to everything, and the and its currency is appreciation. Mm-hmm. So we become rich in practicing that presence through appreciation. Mm-hmm. But most of Western Christianity has been all, been all about the primacy of belief over belonging. Mm. And if we're only... So truth matters to us. If someone's listening to this podcast and saying, Don't, not right or not wrong, or what are these wishy-washy <laughs> Christians? And that's not that's not the point. Right. Yes, the truth will set us free, yes. etc. Yes. But what if the center of the wheel isn't truth and it's because it's easier to hide behind the fortress of my mind Mm. and to have bible discussions with you because it's not requiring me to relate with you but what if the center of the wheel is attachment yes and i have to learn Mm -hmm. how to put belonging 
over belief because your belief and my belief five years ago probably has changed yeah, a bit. Well, and those mm-hmm. chinks in our armor, if my salvation or whatever you want to call it, is, it, is based on everything I believe correctly, it's more about connection than correction. Mm-hmm. And we That's see that good. at the table. Well, and that is, that is Jesus. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. Yes. Yeah. If it was about right or wrong, he would have waited. <laughs> you know, but it was about attachment. And so it didn't yes. matter to him that we have, and to this day, have no idea whether we're the, we have full truth. Yeah. That's not what he's counting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His heart is attached to ours and that's all that yeah. matters. And yes. all the details of all the things mm-hmm. of right or wrong will come in time. Yes. And just anybody who's raised kids, you know, a five year old, is still convinced that Santa's real or that fairies yeah. exist or what they watch on a screen is true somewhere in the universe. And we all know that it's not because right. we've matured past that point. But to argue with that five-year-old and their belief <laughs> in that moment yep. would destroy their imagination, would destroy yeah. their yes. childhood. Mm-hmm. And so some of that is that as well. And, and you being probably able to might hold, lose that conversation. And you would lose that conversation. <laughs> You're not going to win anyway, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah that's true. So right. What about the theater of our own minds? Yeah. Yeah. And what we project on a daily basis of the yeah. character of God, of our experience with other people. Mm-hmm. Wow, if it was based on that, I'd be in real trouble. It'd all be yeah. in trouble. But what I think is super cool, though, about the table is as we share appreciation, as we share mm-hmm. check-in and just share our life experience, instead of trying to convince people of God's character in a different way, like, oh, mm-hmm. well, you just don't know him well enough yet to know that he's safe or good or whatever. Instead, when I'm sharing my story of his safety Mm. or his goodness or his provision or his attachment. I'm creating invitation of, Hey, you may not know this is true yet or real, or you might not experience this, Mm. but let me share my experience with you of who I know him to be. Mm -hmm. And when it becomes about that, then that's a completely different basis for conversation anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because then your experience can become their like anchor. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can become a glimmer yeah. of yeah. what it's, is truth. What is truth? Um, you know, because they may not feel that safety, or they may not feel that compassion, or whatever that might be that you just shared. But when they can sit at a table and hear people share their experiences with each other or with the Father, that may not be their truth, even though they're true, it begins to shift things in them, mm-hmm. and it becomes again, part of their experience, even if they didn't personally experience it. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to the analogy of the house, because uh, this has been playing in my mind this whole conversation. You guys just built a house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so the way you built your house may not be the way somebody else might build their house. The things that you really value in your house that you're like, gosh, we really mm-hmm. want this and we want that. And this is really important. Somebody else might say, oh, I don't really need that. That's not important to me. Why didn't you put this in your house? You know, right. yeah. This is what you should have done. And it's like, no, but this is where I dwell this is in my them. house. Yeah. yeah. You know, and my house is going to look slightly different than your house. Mm-hmm. And that's actually amazing. And you get to come and enjoy the way that my house is structured or the way I decorate. It might not be the way you decorate, but I can also go to your house and look at, look at the atmosphere you've created with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And I can learn something new about art or about, you yeah. know, like yeah. in design, a tangible anything. sense, yeah. design. Yeah. yeah. And in the same way in our spiritual lives and in our relationship and our walk with him, we can learn that from one another of like, wow, I've never explored mm-hmm. African art, but wow, that's amazing. And there's depth to that that I've never known before. Huh? What would it look like to, to learn a little bit more about that? And I think mm-hmm. we just keep continually creating invitations when we invite one another in to yeah. our spaces. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. To begin your journey to relational health, 
tableandwellco.com forward slash community 101. Again, that's tableandwellco.com forward slash community 101.